You strike me as the bear type. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. We have a whole compliment today for Dork Trek. We're reviewing the episode Cathaxis. Right, go with that. Cathaxis. The the 12th episode of Star Trek Voyager. Hello and welcome to Dork Trek. My name is Bob. Hello, hello. Howdy, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Ben. Hi. Hello, Dennis. I love I love you all. We love you too. Thank you. I've got really good notes <laughs> this you. week. I even made notes, I, but they're on my computer. Even though I feel like I don't need the notes because I almost wanted to make notes because there were some things that were strange to me in this episode. You know what? I still don't really know what happened. <laughs> like I watched it. It was all a dream. <laughs> They do tick off a couple of things. We used to read Word Up Magazine? Yeah. (laughs) Salt and pepper, heavy D up in the limousine? (laughs) They they made sure that they leaned into the holodeck. Yes, which is what they did last week. Uh, Strange nebula in space. Which is what they did last week. Mm -hmm. Just checking off the boxes. Energy beings. Somebody's dead. Damn it. Energy beings last week. Somebody has been disincorporated. Last week. God damn it. It's every sh- this episode is every show of the season. Your mic sounds different now, Ben. Is it just me or does his mic sound different? He might have been talking into a different spot okay. or something. How's how's that? Better, better, okay. okay. Yeah. This is basically the same episode as last week with slight yeah. variations. Less Beowulf. Yeah. But I think more um, You know, so it starts with the hollow deck and that lady. I think she played a Romulan sub commander or something like Mrs. that. Mrs. Templeton. She played. She was in an episode where Troy was uh, kidnapped and made into the Romulan. Uh, Shaltiar. Yeah, Talshiar agent or whatever. Really? I think she was a captain of that. Interesting. That's mm. Looking it up. Played by. She Richard. started talking, and I was like, "That voice sounds so familiar." And then, kind of like in the eyes, because you can't really tell anything else with all the makeup that they wear, but. Mm-hmm. She's played two Romulans. <clears throat> this whole opening scene was way too long. I was like, did I miss the credits? It was. I thought this had something to do with the episode. Yeah. It had nothing to do with it. Nothing. She's gonna it wasn't even foreshadowing. The... No, not even trapped. No, it was just there. It's funny that you should mention that, Jenny, because in my notes here, I can show them to you real quick. I'll, sh- I'll show the Patreon. Re- read the third note down, Jenny. I'm already bored. Yes. <laughs> like, that was, that was very much like, what are we doing here? Like, did we do this last week? Yes. Did, wait, did Jenny tell what she thought about last yeah, week? Yeah, what did you think of last week's episode? I, Jenny, we didn't get your review. Listen, I I apologize because I love hokey shit. Like, let's play with Vikings and uh, fan fiction of Beowulf and Grendel. I love that kind of dumb shit. Uh, if you want to score, yeah, uh, I'll give it a six and a half. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Seven. That's so interesting because we were all over the map because Dennis and I gave it like fours. <laughs> yeah. But I think the last the week before that, we gave it a good score and Ben gave it a bad one. So like we're all over the place here. Yeah. But I guess it worked. If you're into Beowulf, you liked it. If yes. you don't give a fuck about Beowulf, then you don't give a fuck yes. about that episode. 
when everybody else in English class was like, fuck Beowulf, I hate this shit, this is stupid, I was like, nah, this is great, I love it. Because <laughs> I'm but, a nerd. <laughs> but this this week, we're not, there's no way they can be propped up by Beowulf. There's nothing yeah. here where yeah. someone's going to go, man, I really love the Indian the Native American wheel, the walk of the wheel. That's my shit. Like nobody's going to give a fuck about that. So this is just treading lightly for me. I was, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say ugh, but I mean, really. I did like that the doctor was down with the uh, medicine wheel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought he was being a bit. uh, I thought he would. Yeah. Like he was going to come in like, well, if you believe in that, you know, mumbo jumbo well at first he did he kind of rolled his eyes and i was like yeah. oh he's not running his tolerance program right but, but he was like, rolling <laughs> because he's like are you try- are you really you really trying to uh cling on explain the wheel of whatever medicine you've wheel got thing? it in the wrong place yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah see i was my note said uh, i wonder what his thoughts on crystal healing and uh, <laughs> essential oils are mm-hmm. if only he had some lavender his brain would all come back like no. you'd have been, it'd have been cool though, because like we have this case where the ship gets hit by some energy thing because by another ship attacks it, and Chakotay gets a concussion. Excuse me, Tuvok gets a concussion, but Chakotay gets brain drain. And why didn't they just call the episode Brain Drain? Yeah, it could have been a cool punk rock song, like you know, it would have had that kind of thing going for it. But they it just had a dumb name, but he had brain drain. They sucked all of his 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 neurological functioning out of his yeah. brain. So he's just like an empty vessel at this point, just laying there. He's brain dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of all the people who are, are technically dead, like Mr. No Lungs. Yeah. And then there was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> how many people do you call like, like get Harry? to spend episodes on their back? <laughs> he it's got just... paid for this entire episode for yeah, doing yeah. nothing. He's, <laughs> like this... he's literally the character who did the most but the actor who did the least in the episode. Yeah. It's like yes. on the old soaps when the character would just lay there because they were in a coma. And you know, thinking like, this yeah. is awesome. I just get to lay here and get but paid. No, the best one was the old Superman radio show. And the reason they invented kryptonite because the actor wanted a vacation. And so he's <laughs> like, yeah, I need, I need like two weeks off. So for two weeks of episodes, they had somebody else doing the voice and he was exposed to kryptonite. So all you, it's like, how's Superman doing? Oh, <laughs> he's still recovering from the kryptonite poisoning, Jimmy. We've got to figure this out ourselves this week. So, I mean, you know, so that was that when you're not even showing up and you're getting paid, yeah. you know, somebody else does your, that's mm-hmm. the winner. But this is like my, my runner up position is Chicote. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only person who does better, well, no, I guess it'd be worse that Law and Order Corpse. Yeah, Law and Order Corpse is always good. But, but you're you only get, there for, you know. Yeah, you don't get paid. But you get paid. It's never a famous person. It's exposure. To, to be fair, you are the focal point of the episode. Yeah. Because they're trying to solve your murder, and there's always a good quip. True. Yeah. But do you ever remember in. the face? By the end of the episode, do you ever remember the face of the victim? No, but I always remember how they find him. And that's the one thing I think you lose in the later episodes of Law & Order. You don't get the you know, couple walking their dog in Central Park and the dog runs off after a squirrel and like, come back, bozo. Oh my God, <laughs> honey, call the cops. I think SNL used to have a bit about that 
where like you wouldn't know what was happening. It's just like these two people having an argument uh, in an alley or something like that. And then all of a sudden they come on a dead body and yeah. it shows like the law and order. Chung, 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 chung. <laughs> but yeah, now um, I just did a search for the most famous corpses on law and order. And there's an article about it, but it's uh, behind a paywall yeah, fuck on that. Wall Street Journal. So oh. if anybody has access to that, uh, which I'm yeah. sure our fan base uh, is in that demographic. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I mean. A lot of readers of the journal. Yes. Listen to very big with the Wall Street Journal. I just don't understand why we're going to have to sit through this episode 400 times. In the we're first already season. Out of ideas. <laughs> in already the out of first ideas. season. Because we're not ben, even. Ben, you brought up a really good point because we've had. Harry Kim has been dead. Mm-hmm. Neelix has lost his lungs. Harry, Chakotay, and Tuvok have all been uh, unincorporated because mm-hmm. they're non-corporal energy things in, in the Beowulf episode. Um, we've also had Paris, who's had a thing implanted in his brain that he has to like live other people's memories. Torres and Harry had that infection in the yeah, caretaker. In the, yeah. How many people have died and shouldn't have come back, though, under other means? It would have been the three last week. It would have been um, Jesus. Well, uh, Neelix. Well, Neelix, obviously. Why don't they use all these other crewmen on the ship? Like, make them disappear and not come back. How many people have we killed Instead off since of the first all episode? of a sudden, there's this. <laughs> not enough. Loop- there's this lieutenant guy who has all these lines this week, and we have no idea who he is. Oh, lieutenant, ma- lieutenant male pattern balding. That's what. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yes. I'm like, who the fuck is this balding he's guy? A, that's- he's pre Tucci. Yeah. That's look. I'll show you my notes. Yes. Like, who the Where fuck is, is this guy? I think we were calling him that too. He had the, he had the dumbest line of the episode too. Yeah. Because. When they're going into the nebula, whatever we're going into the nebula, we're going into the nebula. Like, how how do you know more than anybody else? You're all standing. Yeah, (laughs) thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, look here. Oh, maybe it's Captain Obvious without the beard. (laughs) What's that line right there? (laughs) Lieutenant male pattern baldness. (laughs) Well, he is uh, apparently on a lot of. He was on TNG. He was on Worf's brother episode. He just had more hair. We didn't recognize him. Oh, oh no, he yeah. had that hood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So he's been. Uh, was he ever on DS Nine? Probably not, because he sucks. No. Oh uh, yes, yes he was. <laughs> he, they killed I him. I think he's like a, he was. wasn't he a cultist or something like that. He was Elias Geiger, um, who was a human research scientist during oh. the late twenty fourth century, and he spent his life studying death and how to avoid it. Oh, is that's the one guy who had the thing under his, uh, and the guys upstairs after Doctor Bathkin's right? untimely death in a soda craft, right? The guys he had the the weird machine downstairs and the guys upstairs. Well, he what was it? Re-energizing? Oh, is this, is this the one with the baseball card? They were trying to get the Willie Mays baseball. Yeah, and card they make up for... the Willie Mays story how mm-hmm. Willie Mays came into the time period and he yeah. he didn't exist anywhere. I think this is that episode, right? And this that guy ends up having a conversation with uh, um, the Vorta guy, right? Yeah, with Wei Yun. Yeah, with Wei Yun. Yeah, 
in the cards is the name of the episode yeah that's yes. the one yeah. willie mays mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah you know what yep. why don't we just do why don't we just go back and re-review deep space nine because i don't know if we're gonna make it through voyager i do honestly you know- have been feeling like man i really want to go back and watch ds9 yes do you know how many times <laughs> i have like i'll be hitting my netflix and i'll and i'll just automatically go to the the ds9 when i'm like what episode were we on and i'm like scrolling down the list trying to find and i'm like oh motherfucker now as let me be i gotta have another holodeck disincorporated episode i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) gonna throw this out there because james thomas is a listener of ours who wanted to be on the voyager pod when we're doing this he's a big voyager fan and i'm gonna be his voice for a second he said that they're like bringing the idea of the red shirts back by people always getting in trouble and caught up in this, that, and the other thing. Who died? That, the, 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 with, with the guys always being incapacitated and all that stuff. Like it's the spirit of the red shirt. Mm. But I, I told him that that doesn't work because the red shirts are no name people who nobody gives yes. a shit about. They're, they're just cannon fodder. Like, literally nobody can die on this show because they can't afford to lose crew members because they can't get a new one from Starfleet. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. but it's just i mean it's just too fucking this is the sa- slight variations but this is the same episode as last week mm-hmm. just a little less holodeck my fear as soon as it, i knew something was going to happen this week so as soon as it started on the holodeck mrs templeton i was just like god damn it if this becomes the episode like if she's trapped in the holodeck this week I swear to God, I'm out. And why is anybody using the thing? There should have a no out of order sign from last week. Well, not only that, you should just for this bullshit. Well, who has this as a fantasy? I want to be a governess. (laughs) How bored are you in the future? She just wants the fantasy of like getting with the the Lord of the Manor. This this is a Harlequin novel, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's a romance novel. This would have a bird smash facer. Uh, on the cover, Fabio. Fabio, yeah. 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 What was the guy's Bird's, name? I got Bird's it here. His name sir. was, um, uh, Mister. No, what was his name? Lord Burnley. Did Lord, that happen Lord at Bush Gardens? Lord mm-hmm. Burnley. Yeah, it at Bush Gardens. Yeah, it happened at Bush Gardens when the bird. Because the anniversary just recently passed. The anniversary. <laughs> People <laughs> celebrate that shit, buddy. But yeah, I don't. God, I want to like the episode and they're right in the middle of it. And she said, oh, hang on. Um, Yeah, they're injured. They're in trouble. And again, look, you just got one of your guys come back. He ain't got a brain. Okay. His brain is gone. The other guy's okay. I'm instantly suspect about about Tupac. I'm instantly concerned. Like, hey, Tupac has done something here. There's something going on with Tuvok that he's fine. The other guy doesn't have a brain anymore. What's going on with this? And then all of a sudden, weird shit starts happening. Like, oh, we were on course to go this way, and now we're not. I don't understand. Wait, who changed course? Yeah. Tom Paris. Tom Paris? What did he change course? How long did it take you guys to figure out what was going on? I didn't know the Chicote side of it. You didn't know the Chicote side? Like, I instantly, uh, not instantly, but when it happened to Harry, I was like, I bet that's Chicote doing it. (laughs) <laughs> it was way too long it was like like a couple of minutes before they figured it out on the show oh, but really? it was way too long <laughs> okay so i'm i'm worse off than jenny it was after they started explaining it what was going on i was still conf- i'm like wait so there there's two of them and one of them's chakotay wait what 
let me <laughs> let me rewind that a little bit. So, so I I was definitely the lost one in this week. So Dennis, I you, maybe sober. I maybe I just saw this one before and forgot it. I don't know. I I remember. But seeing, it seemed like they were leaning pretty heavily on. Oh, he has no brain functions. Like his his neural energy is gone, and then all of a sudden there's this thing possessing people, making the ship try to turn around. And I was like, that's probably Chakotay trying to keep him from getting all zapped too. Mm-hmm. You're all smarter yeah, than me. Why wouldn't Chakotay try other ways to do it? They see. A, I thought that too. I was like, why not just write a note? Yeah. Hey, this is Chakotay. <laughs> yeah. Know? But they are like, oh, because when he woke up, he was like, oh, you know, I, at first I could only do simple things like push buttons and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end, I guess he could move stones. Yeah. At the end of it, it was easier. And I'm like, okay, then say something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, he was putting his command code in to, you know, do stuff. It's like Send a text message. Yeah. Let people know what's going on. Tuvok like, alien. Do They're you like, we know he's Vulcan. No, other alien. So Tuvok was the alien. <laughs> Tuvok was the alien the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. And so, so, so from the moment we saw Tuvok, when he's like, "Oh man, I had that concussion. I'm the bad guy." That was him the whole time. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And so the mm-hmm. the thing that was floating around the ship that was, was Chicote. Yes. And I know this only because I went back and rewatched it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't blame you guys because you probably just got bored watching it. Yes. Like bored and distracted. 25 minutes Not of this distracted. episode passed before I gave a shit about what was going on and that I had to go read the Wikipedia page <laughs> and figure it out. <laughs> I was taking notes this week. So it's they're on my other computer over there. See, but the thing I think that confuses this episode me. sucked my brain neural patterns. Yes, exactly. I think it happened to all of us. The thing that those aliens win, they're <laughs> they're fucking job. full. Um, the thing that <laughs> confused me was we've seen that angle before of the alien floating around the ship. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. just assume like, oh, they're just relying on old parlor tricks here to show us the alien perspective by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at one point for me there was just there were too many because the initial question is like okay what happened to Chakotay and then we started getting all these other questions why is Paris doing this why is Torres doing that why is the ship just stopping why are we there was too many questions and just not enough answers I just I'm looking at the wiki and so the first person to have an encounter with the the sense that something was there was Kess. Yes. Something's in my, someone's in my quarters or something's watching me, blah, blah, blah. So that was Chicote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ch- Chicote creeping on Kess. Yeah. But my whole thing would have been if Kess would have went to the captain first and said what she experienced, maybe they would have been down with that. But the first person she talked to is Neelix and Neelix's instant reaction is, what? Someone was in your quarters. How, what? I can't believe. Like he gets into a it jealous- It was Paris, wasn't it? He gets into a jealous rage and it's like- I heard about those rape ghosts on TNG. You better not have one in your room. <laughs> yeah. Like he was accusing her of something. Do you have any it, candles? Yeah. And it was weird. I found the- um the the decoration of Kess's room was weird because she had like a Buddha head and cheese puffs. Like there was, I, I, what was my note was my notes are tater tots on each side of I her said altar. cheese puffs. I said <laughs> I thought they were tater tots, but yeah. I can see cheese puffs. Yeah. 
Like, what was the head? I didn't understand the head. I didn't either. I thought it was like, it almost looked like, kind of, not not exactly, but like the Grand Nagus' staff, like the head on his staff a little bit. I could see that. It looked like a Buddha. It looked like an Eastern religion thing to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just didn't what, understand. What does that have to do with her? I don't know. I, I, I did she get somebody else's quarters? Like when Kess croaked, <laughs> like she was able to take Kess's quarters? Or not Kess, but Seska. Yeah, when Seska left, she's like, I'm yeah. stealing. Mm -hmm. This is nice. Oh, you got, no, no, you get to move into the bigger space now. You don't have to sleep yeah. in. Because uh... she did have a big room. And I didn't see any of Neelix's garbage in there. And why was there, why did they make CG for the fire in Neelix's and uh, the cooking? Like was they could look at it. It's like a fucking it's raging, terrible. it's raging flames. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> what a dumb show. Like, <laughs> let me, you know what? I'm going to bring that up here. Hang it on, was very on. distracting. I, I didn't catch anything of what they were actually saying. Cause I was like, why are the flames so fucking big? Is he like, it looked like Looney Tunes when like the witch throws Bugs Bunny into like the giant pot or something. <laughs> It was it was preposterous. It is on the memory alpha page for sculpture, and it's the head. Yeah, it's one of the pictures on the sculpture page. Um, you have to scroll down, but it's. Uh, let me see if I can find what it, the title is because I closed it accidentally. A head bust in Kess's quarters. And it shows up on Time and Again, Cathexis, and Fury. Right, here you go, Dennis. Ready for this? It's got them Lyndon B. Johnson ears. Mm -hmm. Look at that shit, man. <laughs> Is that CGI, though? Are you sure it's CGI? Look I don't think it. that's CGI. I think, that's, I think they just overflame it. Because this on. is the 90s. Look at that. I mean, It's 420, blaze it fire on video i mean i guess it could be fake because he's so i just i don't think they and doing that i don't think they were look there how yet. high it is yeah there's no way that's fake i think it's real fake i don't know it was clear i will say it's there clearly, he is there's <laughs> lieutenant mill pattern boldness it's clearly <laughs> distracting as i'm watching it i'm like what why is what is happening what is he making his hands were distracting me, like the way he was sprinkling in stuff and everything. Well, I was like, you don't have anything in your hands. What are you sprinkling? <laughs> Phony. But yeah, so they come back onto the ship and they're trying to figure out what happened. Tuvok says they got attacked by something, so they started investigating it. From the Dark Matter Nebula. Yeah, they're going to try to find this Dark Matter Nebula. All of a sudden, Racist. they're off course. <sighs> yep. They're off course. And stop investigating all these fucking nebulas. Just stop. Wait, stop. Is it, and you can't even see dark matter, can you? Well, maybe. The sensors can, probably. Okay, so they used to not, but then TNG had the episode where they couldn't detect it and strange shit blackness? was happening. No, no. Damn it. This is the one where people were like falling through decks and shit like that. And the, the different dark matter would go through the ship and stuff and cause different distortions and different problems. And oh, I if it I hits remember. a power kind, it would, the whole ship will blow up. So they have to stop until they can detect it. And then Picard has to drive them through right. it or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, this has been a few years since then. So they've probably able to detect it more easier because of the research provided more by easier. the Enterprise. We can detect it more easier. Yeah. <laughs> We're smart. 
<laughs> we might not speak the good English, but we can detect the dark matter. Um, we can make things go. But just leave the fucking nebulas alone. Get some racist alone. ass white matter put when, up front. And do, oh, there it is. When are we gonna learn? Leave. It's gonna call the cops. <laughs> I, I see I'm some dark matter. I'm reporting some dark matter having too much fun. I think they're having a cookout and there's some dancing. <laughs> there the you music go, is just too loud. <laughs> feel threatened. People are having fun. But yeah, let's let's leave that. There has to be a staff meeting and a memo that comes out. Let's just leave the nebulas alone. Just for two weeks. I guess they were there because they were on a trade mission with somebody yeah. and yeah. it was a rendezvous point. Like these people live in the Delta Quadrant. Why would they set a rendezvous point next to a dark matter nebula where there's obviously these predators? Maybe they're trying to get like the stuff for free, whatever they were trying to trade. You know, they're like, okay, we know like these uh, dark matter piranhas live in this thing. They're going to come and eat their brains. That would have so been then so much. we can take much... all of their stuff. Dennis, you, you just explained the the dark matter piranhas way better than they had a name and they're going to eat all their brain stuff. And it's just yeah. like, dude, oh, God. We're just, let's leave the nebulas alone. Shipwide, memo. If you see any, don't say anything. Just keep your eye, your mouth shut. We're just going to keep going. Just see something, say nothing. Yes, especially <laughs> if it's a nebula. Or if it's any kind of weird, ne- not, I mean, you know, nebulas, uh, maybe scan it, but if it's any kind of, oh, this is a photonic nebula. No, this is a dark no, matter. Oh, this is every a- nebula in the Delta Quadrant is dangerous. Yeah. Stay away from them all. Yeah. all of them. It's like, it's like what we were led to believe. With They'll either send you we back in time or they'll try to, you know, they're alive or they have brain piranhas in them yeah just stay away i mean it's like if i my whole goal was either to go in the military to to australia or uh south pole and i had opportunity to do both and it was taken from me by bullshit but anyway both of those places though would kill me right so if i went to either one of them i would stay in the fucking you know my quarters and not actually see anything other than the fact that i i did go there that's well, what i they don't think there's do. anything to see at the south pole anyways so uh them uh ice lost polar bears what about the ones that was like oh shit i went to the wrong pole what about the temple yeah. the predators built uh yeah uh, if they have that there or the uh entry well no spoilers for, uh, for Godzilla, I King seen Kong it. and Godzilla. Whoa, 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 God! But damn. I don't know if it's in the King of the Monsters one or not. I think it. Uh, might yeah, be. it is. They do mention God, it in King of the Monsters. Ah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> now, Paying what good about money for this fucking thing? What about what about John Carpenter's The Thing? That's a great movie. That That's what I was thinking of pole. with Wasn't this. That when it was the like, North Pole. Yeah, no, there was South Pole, I think. But in this episode, I was like, you know, how they couldn't trust each other and stuff like that. I was like, they're trying to do the thing. Yeah, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The the paranoia went real quick with the humans. Yes. That's when the episode started getting really good to me. I was like, oh, shit. It's like Space Clue. I like this. Janeway smoked the bad weed or something because she was super paranoid. So was Neelix. Yeah. He's always paranoid. Wait, the doctor. Wait, well, why would you say that, doctor? Whoa, whoa. It's in. I'm just reading the Wikipedia page for the thing in Antarctica, a Norwegian helicopter. There you go. It's Antarctica. Okay. I thought so. It's a great movie. If you do yourself a favor, 
don't watch this episode of Voyager. Just skip it because you kind of saw it last week. Watch the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, honestly, I haven't watched the thing since I was way too young to watch dude. it. Dude. And I don't real. I I think I was too young to even understand what was happening. I just knew to be scared. It's the great. Dude that I because I I've got I pulled up the wiki page. The dude on there looks a lot like the uh, new Captain America. The dude on cool. where? Huh? The dude on the thing? Yeah. You mean Kurt Russell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. It's his dad. Never mind. <laughs> I so, can't so- tell if this is a bit. <laughs> So wait a minute. Is so it, the new, is it his dad? So the new, the new, the Captain America, the U.S. agent is Wyatt Russell. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, oh, I didn't know he was uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's kid. I don't know about Goldie Hawn, but I do know about Kurt Russell. I love but, Kurt Russell because there was a whole thing about how Disney was obsessed with Kurt Russell, and now Disney owns Marvel, and Captain America is Kurt Russell's son. Huh. Yeah, his mom is Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Okay. I love Kurt Russell. I mean, you. I mean, why wouldn't you be obsessed with Kurt Russell? He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, just for the sheer fact that he's been an, a famous actor since he was like six, and he's not completely fucking insane. Or he's good insane. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems like a pretty solid citizen. Him and, uh, I'm sure I've told this story before, but when I was at the Academy, uh, we went to Joe's Crab Shack in Colorado Springs. So fresh crab, but <laughs> Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, we were waiting to be seated and That's Kurt awesome. Russell and Goldie Hawn walked in right by us. And of course they had a seat waiting for them, Of course, oh, yeah. but they were very VIP. nice to everybody. They were like joking around with people sitting around them and stuff. Cause they knew everybody was looking. Yeah. You know, I mean, the it's entire fucking, restaurant was it's overboard. Them. It's happening right in Joe's yeah. Crab Shack. Exactly. <laughs> Overboard is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I remember watching that movie all the time as a kid. It was fucking great. She was I, a she was a total jerk to him. She fell off a boat. He found her and was like, You're my wife. And these are our pain in the ass kids. It's a I mean, that's so illegal, but awesome. I need you to raise them. Yeah. Amnesia definitely helps gaslighting. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I mean Kurt Russell's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love Kurt Russell. So that's really interesting. Yeah, Kurt Russell's first movie was in 1963. Ouch. Wow. He had an uncredited cameo. The first time I ever saw him was on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Where he was like a jungle boy or something. The Man from Uncle. He was in The Man from Uncle. I love The Man from Uncle. Was he ever in Columbo? No. He's great. I love Kurt Russell. But yeah, so, but yeah, watch the thing. Because when you finish it, and Kurt Russell is leaving the, 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 the base, spoilers, I know, you're still like, this is not over. Like, <laughs> Who knows what's happening right now? Yeah, but the, the guy that I like in that uh, movie is uh, Keith David. Keith David's great. Wilford Brimley's fantastic. Keith David's always great. Yeah, he's always mm-hmm. great. But when you watch the movie... And it's over. You get filled with like the sense of dread, like oh my god, this is not done. Like this, this thing is going to take over the whole world. And it's a really fucking great film. John Carpenter is amazing. Isn't there a theory that the booze at the end was gasoline? There is it, now. <laughs> well, no, and that's that's how uh, um, McRae was figuring out that uh, Keith David was the. the the alien is because they had the bottle 
of booze or whatever. And when he passes it to him, he drinks it and doesn't, you know, it's like it's booze. And that's how he, and then when it leaves, you're just like, Keith David's the alien. That movie rules. Now I want to watch it. I wonder where it's streaming. But yeah, this, this, this episode gives you vibes like that, but it's just not good. Um, it also doesn't help that last week you were kind of dealing with the same shit, light entities, a- energy aliens, you know. Fuck. Yeah. I would have liked this this I would have liked this episode a lot better if they had set up the the intrigue of like who is the alien and like what is going on in less than 25 minutes. Yeah. Get to the point a little bit faster and then like take more time <laughs> to develop that part of it, like the figuring out what's going on and the you know developing out the paranoia aspect of it. Yeah. I think I definitely appreciate like the uh, TOS TNG alien of the day more than I do the Voyager entity of the day. Yeah. You know, yes. the Voyager nebula of the day. <laughs> well, at least the monster of the week on the old shows. It was a different monster. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a different theme for the show. And even so- there was like, you know, um, the the motivations of the monster of the week changed like with the salt monster or whatever you know like at first it was like okay what's going on and then you kind of built they build some empathy for it before they you know get rid of it or whatever but you know they kind of make it a more complicated thing than oh yeah these things are in the nebula they just want to eat your brains like if this was kind of framed more like a horror story or something and make it like scary like oh these things yeah. are eating people well it was it was trying to be scary but nobody like, died you've got tuvok and and kes were passed out in in the uh elevator he just he just made out with her he gave her a hickey yeah, yeah. He he just her. and they thought that neelix was walking down on them so they pretended to be passed out <laughs> yeah uh, uh well i mean kes what we learned is kes likes to be choked and tuvok mm-hmm. likes choking they just did a little too long until yeah. they passed out yeah. Because he reflexively went into the nerve pinch and then she passed what do you out. Think he's like, oh, ne- shit. And what do you think Neelix is going to say when he's like, you went where with who? You were alone <laughs> with a man in an elevator? How many times have I told you? And I wasn't there to watch? BBC? <laughs> BBBC? <laughs> you know Mr. Vulcan is my cuck dream. Yes, that's that's what I've always wanted is to watch you. Silky's big black hawk. <laughs> I've always dreamed about big Vulcan, and now this. With no emotion, he just he just sits there, <laughs> ruthlessly pounding. Never be able to be a floor worm. Not enjoying it at all. Just doing it logically. <laughs> I like to imagine that Vulcans shave their pubes to be in the same shape as their eyebrows. <laughs> I don't think they have to shave them. I think that's just how they, they just naturally... grow like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has that. Yes. Do it. <laughs> Punish her, Mr. Vulcan. But then after it's over, he gets all weird. He's like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you're you're a risk. whore. It's part you're of the a... act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just did it because he wanted me to. And then Barack Obama then Barack Obama becomes president. It's like 
I'm still pissed off that I wrote that fucking blog many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And? Nothing for it. Ten oh. years later, people figure it out for themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I wrote that before I even joined this show, I think. But that, that was back was, during the webcomic yeah, days. The webcomic days. Which I, I have a copy of that somewhere. I love your You shouldn't get it to go viral. Yeah. It's very hard to make things go viral. Just as Dennis's wife clearly knows how to do it. She's great at it. He had another video going viral today. Like 600,000. What is she doing? Nothing. I seriously think it's like dance? a random algorithm. And like what's weird is the last couple of days, most of the comments have been in Spanish. They're like from like uh, Central American countries Hola. and stuff like that. So she has to like copy the comment go to Google Translate, translate it, and then write a response, translate it, and then put it back into the... There's no, it, are, wow. are, here's my question. Are these um, are these viral videos leading to sales? Yeah. Like, That's cool. We can always tell whenever like a video is getting a lot of views because then orders start rolling in. It's like, okay. oh, what's happening? Look at your look at your TikTok. See what's if you're going viral. And sure enough. Now, one of the videos that I saw, the first video that your wife had that went viral had her feet in it. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Maybe. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. I was like, this I is I had to watch it 47 times before I figured out that her <laughs> feet were in it, so I don't know. Why do I like this so much? Feet. feet. Now, are feet in all the videos or just that one? Uh, they're probably in a couple. So do you think your mm-hmm. wife is playing up to the foot? She, she does reuse. No, I don't. I mean, she doesn't know. <laughs> Is that a thing? She reuses some of the footage to make some of the new videos. So I'm sure, I'm sure her feet are in a few of those. Is that that a request from you, from you, Dennis Tarantino? Is that something you're into? Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't there some platforms that would like ban you or demonetize you if you showed feet? Really? Because, or was that a joke that was going around about, was it Tumblr? I don't know. If you put feet in your post, you'd get like uh, blocked or something. I don't know. I, I didn't keep up with with the internet for the last ten years. My mm. wife. Um, that explains it. We saw a vi- we saw a billboard of this. It was like a pedicure place, and there was just toes with freshly coated pants. Stephanie's like, "Why would they do that?" I was like, "For all the fucking feet weirdos." Yeah. Like people just probably drive by that and be like, oh, "You see God. those cars pulled over? <laughs> those guys are whacking off right now." <laughs> She's like, "Do you uh, really?" And I was like, "Probably, man." Like. Yeah, that's what people are into. Look at fucking watch Kill Bill and tell me Tarantino's not into fucking feet. Yeah. I don't get it. He's into it. He's totally into it. Because what? Five minutes of that movie are just Uma Thurman's toes. I mean, feet is part of the, as part of the whole package, I guess, or a thing, but just individual, uh, show me them feet. Oh, King Shane, buddy. No, I'm, yeah, I am. Listen, I've gotten some messages from foot weirdos. They're the weirdest things that I've probably encountered on the internet. No. Well, see, that's different. If you're just getting randos know. sliding up into your DMs, that's creepy. But like, if someone's just going to have a feet, the foot thing and be like, that's what I'm into, then that's cool, man. Whatever. The level yeah. of acceptable creepy has to be there. The line has to shift a little if you've oh, yeah. got a yeah. show. Yeah. And you've got a Patreon. Yeah. You've got a co host who's wearing a fucking boob towel. That no, this was like this was like 15 years ago. Oh, well then there's no excuse. 
Well, wait a minute. So what Ben was accusing you of baiting with the, the boob towel? Yes. And the, okay. No, no. Her. Sh- I mean, I'm just saying, no, but is that not? Acceptable? We're asking for it. That's what you're saying. We're asking for it. <gasps> I'm the, four of, like the four of us right now, because of the way we present ourselves on this show, the way that you mm-hmm. and uh, Peaches display yourselves on your show. <laughs> Peaches. I can't remember her fucking name. I'm sorry. Peaches. Is Peaches. I like Peaches. I'm texting but her this right now. Boring. <laughs> boring. Oh God. <laughs> but no. So if if you talk about certain things, if you joke about certain things, there's always that one half wit with you know that one brain cell that stroked a little too hard against the next one, who takes it the wrong fucking way and thinks you're serious, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're uh, look, she's my internet girlfriend. She was talking through the radio machine to me. That's, and yeah, I can see that. So you're going to get a re- different response. But if, if somebody's just like, I seen you at the mall the other day and you got damn pretty feet, that fucker needs to go to jail. I still think yeah. it's I mean, there's still there still has to be some. There's boundaries. Like yeah. if I just post a picture of my feet on Flickr on a photo sharing website, I don't I'm not in- inviting people to be like, Hey, I like your feet. Yeah, yeah. come to my house. It's <laughs> but at the same time, within the privacy of your own home, you know, and share it with your partner, who's also <laughs> probably into being objectified like that. Yeah, but don't do it to people you don't know. Yeah, yes, yeah. I got a problem with everybody. It's okay. But speaking of foot fetish and Tarantino, did he? Uh, I feel like he showed Bridget Fonda's feet in Jackie Brown. Hmm. Like, yes, I I, see, I can see in my head she's sitting on that couch, and yes. like her feet are are in frame. Well, doesn't he drink champagne from what's her face's boot in um in uh, the vampire one? Well, yeah, she pours it down her body and it goes off her foot into his mouth. Yeah, know, from dusk till dawn. Yeah, so yeah. But hey, that's uh, what's his name? Um, Robert Rodriguez. You can, they're like buddies, I guess. Tarantino so. wrote part of the movie dennis like that you part <laughs> yeah he wrote just that part yeah and then he was gone we we had a you guy, can kill me after that <laughs> we had a guy in guam and uh i was it was passover so i can't drink so they're like okay well then you're the designated driver and there were some clubs that we were at with people weren't dressed as uh, fully as they should have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the guys that I was with, and it's been 30 years now, so I can talk about this. Um, one of the strippers would pour the beer and let you drink it from uh, her butthole. No, <laughs> the other side. Okay. And um, everybody was drunk except me. So I'm watching this debauchery going. Yeah, that's Yeah. So then two weeks later, we're back. Well, three weeks later, we're back at our home port. And the uh, the guy is like freaking the fuck out. He's like, what if I got something? What, is, is it possible? I mean, I, the alcohol would kill it, right? I'm like, dude, it was <laughs> weak ass American beer. Probably not. Miller oh, God. Yeah, oh, God. No oh, God. Yeah. Hardly and, any and, alcohol and in there. I, I, I got to tell my wife. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then she'll tell all the other officers' wives and, uh, you know there'll be about like 16 divorces just for you guys <laughs> having been there so yeah go for it i'm i'm good i did not have I did sex nothing. with that woman but i drank beer from her pussy 
<laughs> so yeah, there was about a good week where he was freaking the fuck out. And he finally did tell his wife, and there were about three divorces. But still, okay. what goes on debt stays on debt. Well, Thirty years person. later, when I tell about it on the fucking uh, podcast, yeah, the last marriages will dissolve now. I mean, he told on himself. Like two... Yeah, that's the thing. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, Studebaker didn't need to have his wife come home. What the hell did you do in Guam? And he's like, "God damn it, Bill! I, I, this is why we don't take you anywhere." Mm-hmm. That's why nobody likes you, Bill. That's why he just still said I didn't do anything. I was with McCormick. Uh, we went to Passover together. Or something yeah, we were thing. we were in Temple. Then afterwards, we had gefilte fish and latkes. <laughs> yes. And I remember the challah that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have challah on the Passover. Gah! Damn it, Jews! <laughs> when I'm blamed for it. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, well, you're the only one sober, so obviously you're you're the one that told. So at some point, this is. Because as I was watching the episode, after they revealed that it was Chakotay, so Mm -hmm. Chakotay makes Paris turn around. Mm -hmm. Chakotay makes... um, Paris delete the thing from the computer room or something. From the computer room. The navigation. Yeah, because he went there and they found I guess they have a navigation room. Yeah, apparently. On the 13th floor. And he jizzed on it because they found his DNA (laughs) on it. What the fuck are you doing? Hey, in a pinch, what? That's all Chicote knew how to do at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. It's like you can only make... manipulate them to do things that they would normally yeah. do. Mm-hmm. He was already very hard because he walked by Torres and he was horny, so it was going to make Paris task. jack off at work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's then it's like make yeah. right. He just encouraged him. He just helped him finish. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, so just... Paris. So Paris did it too. Uh, so that's the two times that he did it. Mm-hmm. And then when he had Torres eject the warp core, he took over her then too, right? Well, there was two times. There was the one time where she just shut everything down. Yeah, she yeah. shut down the yeah, she shut the war. She took everything offline. And then the next time she just straight ejected it. Okay. Now and this is this Harry. is gonna this is gonna sound super newbie, okay, but I'm gonna ask. What does and how do you eject the warp core? Well, get used to it because on this series, we'll do it a few times, Bob. It didn't (laughs) seem like on TNG, like it was a recoverable thing to do. It is here. And actually, I think there's, I think there's an episode where we actually get to see it. Like they're going to eject the warp core and we're going to be in engineering and you're actually going to get to see the bitch just like slide down. Okay, so so that's what it is. There's like a hole at the bottom of the ship and you just shoot it out. You know, like think about the old missile silos from like the day after Mm -hmm. war games, you know, the ones that have the lids that pop open that uh, Dennis would like turn the key on. So those things pop open on the bottom and then it just drops out because there's gravity in space suddenly. Well, imagine it's forced out. I mean, they force it out, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of floats yeah. away. Yeah. It, yeah, whatever, you know, body in motion stays in motion. Okay. Do lolly lolly. So then if they eject the warp core, they can no longer go to warp speed, but they can still have, they still have impulse power. Yeah, because mm. you have uh, fission generators or fission reactors or fusion but reactors. For some reason, they were just like, oh, we have thrusters now. Yeah. So you should not- still have impulse Bring up okay, so the so they eject the warp core, but then they can go back please, and get please it. Please do that, Ben. 
That's what I don't understand. Like it doesn't sound episode, like a good went, thing. Like it's, it's it sounds like they just threw their tr- transmission out of the car yeah. and just left it on the side of the road. <laughs> like, well, see, in some of the early blueprints I saw for Voyager, they actually had two warp cores. That's stupid. Like a spare one. I'm like, what? The <sighs> oh, we blew the warp core. Get the spare. Because I imagine if you, blow, big. if you blow a warp core, that's going to be dangerous and probably messy. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it probably it's, has it's... like things that can engage and disengage, you know, like connection points or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I imagine that's, yeah, like yeah. that, Jenny. <laughs> I imagine that's why Get they, it back that, in there. I imagine that's why you can <clears throat> eject the warp core because if something goes catastrophically wrong, right? Like if, if something goes catastrophically wrong, you can just drop it out of the ship and then the ship is what? still okay. And that's yeah. what like in TNG, they were always like, oh, we've got a warp core breach. We need to eject the warp core. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the situations it would come up in. So it wasn't like something that you would just casually do. It was like right. a last resort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like on the old and the original Star Trek, they couldn't, they theoretically could separate, right? Because there were a couple episodes or at least a episode where um, Kirk said to, you know, eject the star, the, the star drive and, and use the saucer as, as a lifeboat or whatever. But then in next generation, we can actually do, you know, separate and come back together. This we have recoverable warp cores now. That's it. That's and somehow the saucer section was able to travel at warp as well. Uh, it shouldn't be. That's, should not be that's convenient to... right there yeah i've got the blueprints up and uh yeah it, it's official, like are those official blueprints well it's got a little starfleet symbol on it so that i guess <laughs> i can draw that no all you got to do is you know get like their was it their msd their master systems display because mm-hmm. they all you know in engineering you always have that big uh yeah the big ma- picture of map. the ship yeah, yeah. Because they just make dropping the warp core like it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking. I'm, I got the L cars up now. Hold on just a second while I. I also zoom. really enjoy uh, Lieutenant Durst. Did you guys hear Lieutenant Durst? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Lieutenant Fred Durst. Lieutenant Durst. Yeah. Lieutenant or Robert Lebiscuit. Durst. Yeah. He's rolling, rolling, rolling. I wonder if that's the bald guy. <gasps> it is. That's the bald guy. He's Lieutenant Fred Durst Jr. <laughs> wow, Lieutenant Lip Biscuit. And the warp core is only about six stories tall. Yeah, they're just gonna drop it out of only. space. That's pretty big. Yeah. Like, where do you where do you keep the spare one? <laughs> it's like a Pez dispenser. Back warp course. One goes out, and the other one automatically just drops comes right in. Mm-hmm. They don't worry. We got. I, I don't think so. I see. I have questions. I have questions about this because I've not seen this enough. Oh, Does it I go can't. back in the way that it came out, or is there a hole in the top that it just slides back into? Well, let me share the screen, Bob. Like, how the hell are they going to get it back? Okay, let's share the screen. Hang on. Can I, I, I give that to you? Who knows what Ben's going to share with us? I'm actually kind of afraid. <laughs> it's my feet. Right, there you go. There you go, Ben. You can share. Okay. So I don't know if you can see my mouse, but you've got like the deflector dish up front mm-hmm. right and as you come back you've got the turbo shaft yes and then right behind that you have a warp core that's the warp core 
that's a warp core. Okay. And then you keep going back and you've got that big yellow uh, cylinder thing is the yes. uh, ship. That's the main computer. Oh, I see the going, other warp core. And then there's a second warp core. And that's I the think, backup? I think that's the primary. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it, it I, say I, where I, engineering is on that schematic? It do, Well, it does, but the, the font's too small. What so. a weird elevator system they have. Wait, is this from that episode? No. Oh, because that uh, like drawing at the bottom or the map with the planetoids and stuff, that's kind of oh, like... the, the yeah. weird path that it has yeah. to go through to get in there? Yeah. No. What a weird elevator system. Well, all of the, all the ships have those uh, yeah, no, turbo lifts. Weird. Yeah, the turbo lifts. It's not as weird as Discovery. So. Yes, yeah. Discovery's makes no sense at all. There's like it's a like, thousand of them and they're, yeah. It's in another dimension. It's, yeah. it's like they do yeah. uh, a location shoot at Bush Gardens or yeah, something. It's really weird. It's a, it's a deep, dark secret that uh, the Doctor Who universe and the Star Trek universe are one and the, the same. The Star Trek's the lift overlap. system. Yeah. <laughs> is the, they're they're the all TARDIS. TARDISes you get into. Yeah. Is it TARDISes or TARDI? I don't Tardi. know, man. I haven't watched the fucking show. I was just trying. <laughs> How do I turn this off? Oh, stop here. That's interesting. So, but I mean, just ejecting the warp core sounds a lot more difficult than they make it out to be. Well, I mean, I think it's a big deal. You're going to be offline for a while because yeah. that's your main power generator yeah. for the ship. I think the reason they did it in the show is just because they had to have her do something Rash. that she wouldn't normally have authorization to do. Yeah. So they mm -hmm. can figure out, oh, it was Chakotay that did it, you know? Yeah. You need a command code to do that. But then I also thought it was kind of- Why goofy. isn't his command code disabled when he's in a coma? When he's dead. Yeah, I don't know. That's stupid. I also think it's it's also too much like the last episode because they our only hope is the doctor who's a hologram. Like, motherfucker, we just did this. Mm-hmm. But then, but then- I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mystery in plain sight because what happens? Then Tuvok goes into the doctor's office and he's like, oh, I got to fix him something real quick. And then all of a sudden the doctor's offline. It's like, okay, man, like how, what's, what's yeah. the who done it here? Mm -hmm. It was, it was pretty obvious at that point. It's like, yeah, Tuvok's fucking shit up right over there. Yeah. Because <laughs> Chakotay's fucked up, but Tuvok is fine. Then they're both on the elevator She's Kess is fucked up. Tuvok is fine. The captain realizes this and says, hmm, everybody else is fucked up, but you're fine. I'm going to give you all my command codes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what, what? Just in case one of us becomes possessed by the alien, we'll split everything and I'll give you half of them because I can trust you. Right, Tuvok? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Goddamn Jimmy Martin. Just, I don't know. Or maybe we're being too hard on this show. I don't know. Like, I don't want to rate every episode of five, but I just don't it's, feel like we're doing anything here. See, this is where I think we should have been watching all the shows in order. Like, like chronologically, that would have been really difficult to do. It, it, it would have been very difficult to do, but I think we wouldn't have been as spiteful. If we had mm. what season of DS9 is this? Four? <sighs> Three. 
Because this, epi- this episode, Still, this episode came three out in ninety five. Is so much better than this that we. Yeah, like, but what the fuck is this garbage? But we'd have like three episodes of garbage, and then one really good episode, and then maybe four good episodes, and then we'd have you know. So you're going back and forth, so you you kind of spread ease the pain out a little bit instead of just getting it all dumped in your lap at once. So one thing about this episode, and I didn't really notice it before, so I don't know if this is a thing in all the episodes, but a lot of the rooms on Voyager are super dark. Like yeah. they don't have very good lighting at all. Like especially the um the conference room. Yeah. So dark in there, it's ridiculous. It's like, what are you guys doing? Well, Dennis, they have to save all the power mm-hmm. because as we know, that you can't uh, guess. Do, you can't eat food. And you can't keep the lights on really bright, but you can go to the holodeck ad nauseum yeah. and do whatever yeah. the fuck you want and there. Yep. Do a holodeck program by yourself. That's the thing. Like I can understand if okay, we're gonna have the holodecks open, but you have to have at least three or four people in there at a time. Carpool. In order, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to be fair, the captain should have her own time. She's the captain. Yeah, mm. but she should use a little more. But everybody discretion. just uses it for porn. Yeah, that's Except what they're doing. Janeway, she's got stuffy porn. No, no this was gonna fuck this, that guy. it was going to be porn. Yeah, yeah. She and was she's going to uh, she's going to fuck the other lady too. <gasps> and the ghost wife. <laughs> yeah, you knew you know that's part of the story. Is ghost yeah. wife was yeah. going to yeah. be. Now let me ask you this question too: Who's the science officer on this ship? Technically, Tuvok. No, t- he's security. tactical. I know, but he's basically the science officer. But Harry is Harry's the operations officer. Harry has Data's job. Yeah, but he doesn't do shit. What a downgrade! Because <laughs> okay, but- he flies the ship when they don't trust uh, Paris anymore. Just like Data would do it if they didn't trust uh, Wesley. Yeah, but Data's running experiments and shit all the time too. Okay, and I just asked. Because Janway is very kind of hands-on, and whoever that person is who's the science officer, they're just worthless. So is, I was she's th- too hands-on for my taste. Yeah, it sucks to have a manager that used to have your job. Yeah. Because everybody else can do their jobs, but then she's always going to be like yeah. dicking around with your shit because she – well, I used to be a science officer. I would have done it this way. God because it's, it. it seems so far when it comes to engineering and science, she's all over it. Yeah, like she's she's smothering the the people who do that job. It's I don't know. Much. I think I think she and Balana have almost like a girl power thing. I dig that because they, they that. start Sometimes. finishing each other's sentences, and we could get a Polaron boost of phonetic energy with a Kincaid cascade. <laughs> but in this episode, she's trying to figure pedicures. out. She's trying to figure out the scanner problem or something by herself. Yeah. It's like you have a whole crew of people who are trained and equipped to do this kind of stuff to support you. Like, don't do it yourself. (laughs) A lot of them died. A lot of them died. And Kim's kind of worthless because every other episode, he's incapacitated somehow or he gets lost. Or just stupid. Yeah. So maybe the whole thing is like, Kim's Kim's the science officer. But when we need something done, I'll just do it. There's not really a science officer like on the original series. But TNG yes. didn't have a science officer either. The doctor is the only blue, blue shirt, shirt, right? Yeah. he's met. Well, no, the science officer, I mean, was Data was kind of a science officer. But he wasn't a science officer. He was chief of operations. Yeah, but he was the robot who knew everything. 
that will be that as it may, he still wasn't the science officer. And there then was science Dax, Dax was the science officer, basically. Dax was a science officer. Who was the worst science officer in the history of science officers? She sucked. Really? I don't know about that. She didn't like listen to her say her science lines back when she was doing science officer things. It sounds she even said she hated doing it. It was so natural. She's more like an adventure chick. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do a whole lot of sciencing yeah. on DS9. I just found her science stuff uh, lacking because I felt like her te her techno babble wasn't good. I always viewed O'Brien as more of the science officer because he's the operations dude. And he was more like a chief engineer almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. he just fix stuff and yeah. come up with doohickeys. He'd roll the sleeves up and be all like, I got a small penis. Let me go fix some stuff. Take <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Boop, 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 doo, doo, boop, Let me boop. stick my dick in it. Maybe it'll work better. Hopefully, Julie will oh. kiss me. I'll get some shepherd's pie. Maybe today will be the day that Julie makes out with me. <laughs> Maybe today will be the day that I die and stay dead and am finally released from this suffering. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't think Dax was a good science officer. I love Dax as a character. I wouldn't necessarily say she was good, but she was a science officer. Yeah, you know, but they she had was a lacking. position for yeah. it. So it's not like mm -hmm. it doesn't exist in this timeline. Because what in in Discovery. Burnham is the science officer. Well, she was. Well, she is. She she was a science officer. Then she became the first officer, and Saru became science officer. And then stuff happens. Then and she then goes she's... to jail for mutiny. Well, let's not spoil it for the people. Well, that's who the first season. First, yeah, it's the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't okay. got that far. And that aired on television, so there wasn't even a paywall excuse for Man, that. Man, Jenny, you have to watch the third season. I know. I know. God, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm so desperate for a quality Star Trek that I might watch Picard. Like Stephanie and I have been talking about mm -hmm. watching Picard. I, I recommend you finish it just I, so you catch up. Yeah, just so yeah. I catch when up. When you have time. Yeah. No rush. But man, I mean, I just, I don't want to be that guy and I don't want to be that podcast. But I mean, are, is Void, is this what Voyager is just going to be? Like, is this it? I like Voyager, like Voyager stands. Tell us, is this a good episode? Well, it, when you read the Wikipedia page for it, um, for Cathaxis here, it says in 2020, the digital fix, whoever they are, felt this episode had a classic Star Trek plot elements, including a mysterious nebula. But they also conclude that um, while it was not the worst episode of the entire series, it was the weakest episode in season one. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know I about disagree. that. I don't there's know about that. There's been some other bad ones. On yeah, there's been some stink. I think last week's episode was more of a stinker than this one. But but it's just like, it's even sometimes just the placements of the episode. Like, who's the showrunner here that goes, wait a minute, we did that last yes. week. Yeah, like, spit yes. these out. We had the alien. We had the light alien. We had the nebula. We let, we let the, the, the fucking light doctor take over for a while. That's kind of too close to last week. Let's space this out a little bit. Yes. If they were like even four episodes apart, you wouldn't notice that it was the exact same premise. Yeah, because but we had this we had the same issue with the time travel when they had two time travel episodes mm -hmm. back to back. Mm -hmm. Just flip just, one of them. Yeah, just flip these two episodes and we're not it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I it's I notice it just becomes glaring. Because they're back to back, you're like we yeah. did this last yes. week, we did this last week, we did this last week. This is the same thing that happened with the Burger King planet, <laughs> yes. right? Because they yes. were they were back to back. Yes, I guess maybe they thought that oh these two go together, so let's put them together. Yeah, don't do no. that. 
No, and maybe they maybe like they that. figured like nobody's watching the show week to week because there's no reason to. It's episodic, so whatever. Yeah. Do they really think people are gonna forget what happened a week ago though? I want. Well, to. no, you you might <laughs> you might not watch it. I guess so they this... weren't they weren't counting on Star Trek fans because Star Trek fans are gonna watch every week. Yeah. They were trying to get, you know, casuals, UPN yeah. fans or whatever. I guess. Yeah. This Dude. was. This was on UPN, so this was yeah. trying to get that broad audience and make you know get new fans. And I can't think of a better way to bring in a broad audience than basically doing the same two things twice in a row because it's really well, it's really really hammering at home. <laughs> Did you see the one where they went into the nebula, but then there was problems, and then there was non corporeal beings, <laughs> and uh, yes, and the holodeck. There was something with the holodeck, and you you feel included. This was May of ninety five. It was May 1st of 95, so it was May Day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, God, I was in... I just got out of boot camp when this aired. I was drinking Miller Lite out of a stripper's crotch. This <laughs> I, I, I hadn't got to oh, Guam yet. So. Was, this was about a year and a half before the stripper incident. Now I'm really bitter about my experience in Guam, because I got there... Uh, <laughs> two days before 9-11. Ooh, so we couldn't, we couldn't go out and do anything because, you know, obviously everything was locked down. We had a six-point-something earthquake, and it was the first earthquake that I'd ever been in. That's scary. And this is I, a big one. I was, I was scared shitless, and, like, I was in these old-ass barracks that they all joked, oh, yeah, these are, like, from World War II, and I'm on the first floor. So I thought the thing was going to like sh like pancake its ass down on top of me. Well, you know that island's going to flip over. Well, yeah, because we had so many troops there for the exercise. <laughs> and then we, um, like I, I alone jumped out of the bed. And when I jumped out of the bed, that's the first time I busted my knee because the ground went one way and I went the other and twisted my knee. And then I did like a Jordy LaForge style barrel roll to the door <laughs> and, and like to eject the warp core. Well, I had to eject myself from the room. So I go tumbling out of my room and I'm like literally wearing white boxers and a t-shirt as I come rolling out of my door and everybody else is just like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? And I'm like the ground and earth was the, did you go full Shatner? I, I was freaked out. Sounds like it. it sounds like I, you were going full shatter. Yeah. And then I went There's back into the something under the ground. Something. <laughs> there was like shake. Did, did you guys? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Going back into my. <clears throat> Look, man, I'm just the tomorrow's saying. are like, eh. yeah. So Wednesday. Yeah. It broke the bridge though. That, that connected the, like the main road from North and South. And so it was like, all right, everybody stays on base today. <sighs> Oops. So there was like a few weeks before we could travel again. Um, so unrelated, but every time somebody, every time I go to take a shit now, I'm going to call it ejecting the warp core. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the count, by the way. It might help move things along if it's yeah. like a tough situation. <laughs> as long as you don't do a, don't do a barrel roll. Time to eject the warp core. There's seven <laughs> incidents of the warp core ejecting. I think the one I'm thinking of. That seven? Just, yeah. Star Trek Insurrection. They eject the core. And I think the that Enterprise? was the one I, Yeah, the Enterprise does. Enterprise E. Yeah, that's ejects. a movie. And I've got like a really cool graphic of it. 
And then I suggest everybody go see it. I think that's the one where I was remembering it actually flying by. Um, the Enterprise crew oh, predicted yeah. several warp cores into the 2009 movie, um, Space Adventure 2009. Did yeah, but that's up. par for the course, though. I mean, that's what they're going to do. Chakotay spirit inhabiting Torres in order to prevent Voyager from entering a nebula in Cathexis. Just read that sentence again. But, uh, talk about the ejections <laughs> five alone in Voyager. Um, by Chakotay's spirit inhabiting Torres in order to prevent <laughs> Voyager from entering a nebula in Texas. How does Texas. he do that? Like, I don't even, that's another thing. Like, they don't even really explain it that much how he's able just to float around. Ah, he just focused really hard on somebody and then he could he Did could he merge Ghost? consciousness with Come him. Come on, man, that's bullshit. Um, and then yeah, they they a, a, to prevent a breach due to a buildup of tachyon particles in Day of Honor, by the doctor to barter for Janeway's release in Renaissance Man, the duplicate Voyager ejected their warp core to get the attention of the real Voyager. Voyager? Crew I don't even want to course know oblivion. <laughs> and then the second Delta flyer ejected its warp core in drive because the fuel converter had been sabotaged. Think about how boring the duplicate one is. <laughs> you it assholes. sounds like time travel is involved. Oh, yeah. oh, it's that's a good one though. You guys are gonna like that episode. Okay, we'll see. I, I not, honestly think if we're will. not so jaded by the time we get to it, yeah, I know that's the thing. There's so many stinkers between now and then. When this one comes along, you'll be like, "Oh fuck, that was a good episode. That was the best episode of Star Trek I've ever seen." We'll give that, go give that a nine, Bob. <laughs> so um, we'll we'll be like drowning people getting a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Jesus. And so then, um here's the thing okay like they figure it out that it's the spirit world um they do all that stuff they defeat the other guys they leave they manage to get out because he makes the map of the the wheel to the course um that's that's all fine and good mm -hmm. the big problem with this is okay the doctor somehow manages to put Chicote's consciousness back in his body. There you lost me. Yeah. Like, How do you find it? Like, what? Oh, I what? used a couple of Oh, uh, it was in my other pocket. Oh shit. <laughs> They're all long. You know he did something that would take 10 hours to explain. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, that could have been a whole cool episode itself. Like, think about that. Like that would have been a great B story. Yeah. Think about the idea of like Chakotay's kind of consciousness floating around in like a weird Doctor Strange, Steve Ditko ether. And like, you know, I mean, something, give me something. It would have been cool if his spirit animal was there too, like yeah. helping guide him, you know? That would have been like cool. Like that, that Simpsons episode mm -hmm. where he exactly the hot pepper. Dennis, I love you so much. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. He goes on the spiritual I'm just journey. your memory, Homer. I can't provide you with any new information. You know, like, that would have been a cool bit. Let me see something like that. Let's see some of this. As opposed yeah. to him just laying there like a dope. But so he gets his consciousness back in his body with, like, what? what well, I wrote it down because I was annoyed about it. What was it? He said um, a tech, uh, giga quads with some giga quads. Yeah. Of, well, Quads have been a, a 
um, unit of measure for data since TNG. Yeah. But my point being, okay, um, how? Yeah. Well, I'd tell you, but it'd take 10 hours. This is some mythical, crazy, non-medicine bullshit that we're talking about here. And I mean, think about all the stuff that the doctor has already done. He made lungs out of light that kept Neelix alive. Yeah. But I mean, like, just the <laughs> yeah. guess why that's that's the better question that's the question you crazy scientists never asked why why play god light doctor i know you can but should you <laughs> think of all the crazy shit that this guy has been able to do in the first season like dude, what the fuck yeah he's a good doctor mm-hmm. he's and the this culmination is just the... of all starfleet medical data why are we using real doctors yeah, because this guy does way better. Could would uh, Crusher do holographic lungs? No, would Bashir? She would, she would find new ways to kill people by removing mm-hmm. their lungs. Bashir, perhaps because he's uh, you know genetically enhanced. He's a super genius guy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm going to take your consciousness that is floating around in a different kind of time space. Like, do they chase it with like butterfly nets to try does, and get? I got it. Does it turn into <laughs> fucking graphic? Does it turn into Ghostbusters? And like, that's they have what pro- I was thinking. And yeah. like, no, no. It, that would it's be like cool. all of me. God, there's that would a, be a, that would be a ten right there. <laughs> they, they've got if they the made some proton packs. <laughs> Throw the trap, Doctor. And I mean, Paris would be great because he's like Captain. I'm an expert on 20th century culture. I remember this overrated movie called Ghostbusters where (laughs) who would be the Ghostbusters team. Okay. So uh, Paris would be uh, Venkman. Venkman. Kim would be Ray Stance. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Tuvok Tuvok would be Egon Egon. Spangler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who would be Ernie um, Hudson? Who'd be Winston Winston Zedmore. Who would be Winston? Well, see, in this There's episode, there's nobody like. Which Chakotay would be Winston, but he couldn't yeah. do it for this episode. See, but I think I think what Tuvok would well, be yeah, Spangler because like Winston extra. Winston is kind of like the guy who's like, hey, you know, I'm just kind of here for a job. Yeah, I, I needed a job, and it sounded pretty cool. You know? Yeah, that's Chakotay. Well, that's Chakotay. <laughs> I talked myself into it. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't Tuvok be Spangler? He'd be Egon. Yeah. 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 So we said. said. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Yeah. 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 And Harry, Harry is Ray stance. Harry, if someone asks if you're a god, yeah. you say yes. Yeah, it works. And I stand right. by my I stand by so my So reboot Voyager as a space Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I, I get I stand by my overrated because watch Ghostbusters and tell me that it's good. Now it's not. Uh it doesn't hold up well. Maybe not. It just doesn't. If you have nostalgia for it, then it's enjoyable yeah. still. There was a trend on on uh, TikTok recently, and I think it got a little out of hand. It was like, what three words can uh, enrage a fandom? <laughs> and the one that they chose was Beyonce is overrated. <laughs> and it literally did. Eng- and there, now there's like a huge uh, burn war on TikTok, if you bring that up. But I, 
oh no it's 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 ugly there, there's trenches there's sides there's uh it's there's racial under mustard gas it's 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 not good but then i think the same thing is you can go to a comic-con and and say those three words about ghostbusters dude i got and, it and i'm not gonna say i got drug but the guy from the dude who wrote the minions movie because mm-hmm. the other day i just tweeted it for no reason hot take ghostbusters 2 is better than ghostbusters 1 and ghostbusters 1 ain't that good the guy who wrote the minions movie was like see anybody on the internet can have an opinion no matter how bad it is <laughs> i think that might be more for ghostbusters 2 is better than ghostbusters 1 I mean, Ghostbusters 2 is a better story. Ghostbusters 1 just completely... Rel- I mean, come on, man. The slime under the city is cool as shit. That reacts just, to all the people's I know, negativity. Man. I just thought I Ghostbusters really 2 cool. was derivative. I just... Uh, Ghostbusters I, 1 is just... It, it was produced really poorly, I thought. It's all bullshit pop culture references where I got to see... I got to explain to my kids who George Wentz is. Like, oh, that's the guy <laughs> from Cheers. What's Cheers? It's the show that was on when i was takes place in a bar that's what i'm saying like if you're nostalgic for ghostbusters then it's still enjoyable yeah it's not it's not something that you can you know it's not the maltese falcon or whatever because the library scene is cool the library scene is cool and the end is pretty neat but i mean a lot of that movie is just like me explaining to my kids well kids they used to have these things called newspapers right and (laughs) Yeah. Rick Moranis is really fun in it. Uh, I mean, they just call each other. Sigourney on the cell Weaver phone. is, yeah, but I, you know, I love Sigourney Weaver. So yeah, but I'm saying that that movie could be 45 minutes long. Yeah. There's a lot of dead time. There's a lot of bullshit. It's only 105 minutes long. It's not you like know? it's a super long movie. I mean, know? I don't know, man. I just felt like, yeah, like, oh, look, that's Larry King. Who's Larry King? Exactly. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. Dead, dead. He was dead well, 10 I'm years sorry. ago. And then he I'm just died. S- <laughs> I'm sorry that a movie that was made, you know, almost 40 years ago isn't relevant to your modern but day since it's still very great, quotable. There's wonderful films that were made 40 years ago that still hold up. Blues, Blues Brothers is a fantastic movie uh, in the same vein that holds up very well. Oh my God. That, I just, I am so fucking tired of the Blues Brothers stands. Blues Brothers is a great movie what like who i've got to explain to my kids who are fucking african-american who half of the black singers are in this thing so don't don't tell me how great it is it's yes, like but, but music oh, but my that, point being music is something that's universal no it's not it, yeah, it, it's is. old and dated mm, no. yeah, you can't tell me it's, ray charles is old and dated yes he's absolutely dated no, he's dead the best dated. thing that ever happened to to fucking ray charles was jamie fox making a movie about him no, Jesus. it's that Kanye West song. No, it's you got the right one, baby. That whole uh yeah. was it Pepsi? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're all millennial old then because that was a million years ago. The Kanye West the right song was good baby. too, man. Which yeah. came out around the same time as the Jamie Foxx. Yeah, but nobody movie. nobody really thinks about that as Ray Charles, even though it samples him, you know. James Brown is good in that movie. Come on, that movie's big god. What's a James Brown? Is that, is that the one with the hot tub that you were... That's your parenting, Benjamin. Your parenting <laughs> Now, skills. is James no. Brown better in Blues Brothers or Rocky IV? Ooh. <laughs> That's oh, a real question. That's a real question. That should dominate the internet today. Mm, is James Brown better in Blues <laughs> Brothers than in Rocky IV? Because he's pretty fucking great in Rocky IV. 
I would say he was better in Rocky Four. That whole taking five minutes to get down to the ring for Apollo Creed. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's on the bull and the song is real good. That's a tough one. (laughs) Cause in Blues Brothers, he's just in a church. Yeah. But he's doing backflips and stuff. It's obviously a stunt double. Yeah. The band. Well, was he in his transition phase from being a musician to being a caricature of himself that he then became by the time he got to Rocky? Was he ever actually not a caricature? Yeah, though? I think he's always kind of been a caricature of himself. He's but a bad it was more public character. Like, when you read about James Brown, there's a, I'm trying to think, he stabbed Watch the movie, Chadwick Boseman. He stabbed a dude. Like another singer who James Brown thought was ripping My mother-in-law him off. stabbed a dude. I mean, it's not James, that impressive. James Brown was insane. He was an insane person who was also insanely talented. Yeah. So he was able to get away with stuff that nobody else would be he able to. He could dance. <clears throat> the most sampled is the most sampled drummer in the whole wide world is James Brown's drummer. Maceo? Yeah. Is that his drummer? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Video. Um, I would say I would say Rocky for James Brown. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy one. Because I mean, God, that song is awesome. Yeah. I want to watch that movie. I feel good. <laughs> like that shit rules, dude. Superhighway, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere. It's a great ass movie. Those watch- two, Rocky three and four, back to back, are two of the best sequels of any franchise. Back oh, yeah. to back. Because I mean. The first Rocky movie, including Godfather one and two. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yes, look, look, I'll, I'll say, Dennis, what Rocky three and four are the best three and fours of any franchise. Oh, that's clearly, yeah, yeah nothing's gonna, because as much as I love the Aliens franchise, like Alien three and four is nowhere near as good as Rocky three and four. Yeah, yeah, because Aliens was the better of that. The second one was, the and as a kid, well, I like Alien. It. The first one is classic yeah, a little trash so when you bring in How the colonial you. marines that's when it gets badass no. Game they're, over, just, man. they're totally different the first one's a horror movie yeah the first one's a horror film the second the one's second an action, one's an action flick yeah you can't you can't judge them against each other I yeah, the second classics in their own like, right uh, action flicks the second so one is james cameron just doing james cameron shit yeah. james cameron's the better director okay boom and ridley scott and ridley scott i think so that's a hot take. what man. what else has ridley scott done <laughs> I what mean, else has Ridley Scott done? Ridley Does Scott, he need to do anything else? Name two things that he's done that were he any did. Good. Um, what was the uh, Blade Runner? The sequel to, uh, um, or the prequel to Alien? Prometheus. Prometheus. Okay, that was hot trash. Black no, Hawk Prometheus down. is great. Prometheus is. Oh my god! Nobody understands Prometheus. It's not that hard to understand. I didn't see it. See, it's it's just it's a great. classic. Idris Elba's down. Idris Elba's in it, and he hits on uh, what's her face. Mm-hmm. Black Hawk Down is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's not a genre movie. That's Gladiator that's is movie. fucking fantastic. Gladiator is fucking Gladiator is amazing. Yeah. Like you can't even say that. Gladiator is a fucking fantastic. Ben, movie. are you not entertained by Gladiator? It, it's yeah, right. I saw it once at the theater. <laughs> Thelma and Louise is a great movie. I didn't know that was really. And it has Scott, a hot young uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for that cliff. endorsement, mm-hmm. Jen. Blade like, Runner. She's checked out on this, and then it's just like Brad yeah. Pitt, hot and young. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, there's something I know about. Yeah. The app, 1984 <laughs> Apple Macintosh commercial. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm, looking at fil- I'm looking at his filmography. Um, Alien, Blade Runner, Legend, uh, Black Rain. See, I would like Blade Runner better if they actually knew what story they were trying to tell. I mean, there's whole book series written about that. When the second just... one, when the second one came out, Jenny wanted it. to see the original. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And do you remember the discussion when it was just like, well, which one is the like best? One? The theatrical, the director's cut, the special anniversary. The, the, the it's ridiculous. American Gangster is really good, Ben. I didn't care for it. Um, you didn't see it. What the Martian? So obviously, I didn't care for it. I watched the trailer. <laughs> and it was like, Psh. do you even know who's in that movie? Denzel. Okay. Thelma and Louise. I was totally Gla- guessing. <laughs> Gladiator. I mean, it's a good guess. Gladiator. Yeah. Hannibal. Black Hawk Down. Um, yeah, I didn't dude. like Hannibal. I didn't like Hannibal either. That's that's a point against. Okay. From- Hannibal. Um. Oh, never mind. I was, the Martian. I was like, he has a really short oh, like filmography, but I was just looking at the movies that he won awards for. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Martian. He did Martian. Oh, that was good. So signs the shit out of this. Yeah, Ridley's like got rules. I don't know about that. He's been nominated for 40 Academy Awards. Kingdom of Heaven, my wife How many has he won? Nine. Okay, that's not 40, so that's that's pretty <laughs> shitty. His movies have won nine Christ. awards. His win-loss ratio is pretty sucky. Nine Academy Awards, nine BAFTA Awards. Five Black Academy Hawk Awards. Down is the most exhausting film I've ever seen. Because why would I watch well, it? That and uh, the Peter Jackson King Kong is very exhausting to watch. No, too. no, no. I'm saying it's exhausting because Black Hawk Down just starts and then it it just doesn't stop and then it's over uh, and you're just like, holy shit, that was yeah. yeah. The I most, never watched it, dude. It it starts with a helicopter landing. And I, I know the story. That's I it. Just, yeah. It's kind of like uh, Battle Los Angeles. I don't know if you ever seen that movie, but mm-hmm. it kind of starts kind of you know with you get introduced to the characters as they kind of bust each other's balls or whatever. And then all hell breaks loose. And then you spend the rest of the movie, like running, you know, following them as they try to fight for their lives, basically. Yeah. yeah I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love James Cameron. I mean, okay. yeah. Fuck. And you know, but you can't love him as much as he loves himself. No, it's not possible. <laughs> no one can. Yeah. I mean, he went to the bottom of the ocean to try to find somebody who loves him more than he loves himself. I mean, couldn't ah. do it. Shit. I respect that though. <laughs> Titanic I, I, is a great. Titanic I know you do, a, man. Titanic is a good ass movie. I mean, it sucks, but it's a good ass movie. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a movie. Like it's a yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. Like James yeah. Cameron makes like spectacles. He's not a filmmaker. He's a movie maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's a filmmaker. Yeah. Who can make movies? He can make movies. Well, there you go. Because Gladiator's a movie. It is a movie, but it, it's also super sweet. And you should watch Gladiator instead of this. You should watch any Ridley Scott movie instead of this episode of Voyager. <laughs> My recommendation is to go watch John Carpenter's The Fog. I've never seen that. The original one. Okay. It's yeah. been a minute since I saw that one. I can't go. I can't go out and if it's heavy fog, I get nervous and think pirates are going to kill me. John Carpenter is a great director. I think he's one of the best. I hate horror movies. But John Car- John Carpenter is so good, I watch his horror movies. Assault on Precinct 13 rules. I didn't see Halloween because it's scary. Escape from New York is awesome. The Thing is awesome. 
I, Big Trouble in Little China is fucking fantastic. You want the best? You were talking about the best three and four of a movie series. I think in the top five of the best one and two in a movie series is Halloween one and two, the original from the 70s. What about Halloween three? Fuck People don't movie. like it because Michael Myers is in it, but it's actually it, a pretty decent movie. I, I refuse to watch it. I own, I'm a Michael Myers fan. And the 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 transition from one to two at, at the end that that shock ending it just and then you pick right up at the same moment and the horror continues so here's something interesting the halloween verse is similar to the fast and furious verse <laughs> where the third movie just seems like it skids completely off the rails from the story they were telling and Tokyo then it just Drift. picks right back up yeah Okay, I didn't know that was a third. Yeah, the Tokyo Drift yeah. was the third movie, and everybody's yeah. like, "Where is everyone? How come no one's yeah. in this movie?" Yeah. All right, so let's rate. But this I think Doctor Loomis is in uh, uh, Halloween Three. No, he's not. Or somebody, somebody, one of the doctors or something, psychiatrist or somebody, isn't it? Go see the doctor. Okay, um, let's do. What do you rate this episode, Dennis? We'll start with you. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we were talking, like, I, I kind of wanted to be a little more generous, I think. But then as we we're talking, I was like, you know what, this is a four. It's a wow. Like wow. the whole holodeck thing in the beginning was a waste of everybody's time. The lighting issues were pissing me off. <laughs> the but- lighting issues. <laughs> But I mean, it makes sense if at some point somebody had said we need to conserve energy, but then conserve energy by not using the holodecks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the repeat of the premises and stuff. Yeah. Four. This is a four. <laughs> God damn. Jenny. <laughs> Look, I, my score dropped also. Not as much. <laughs> because what I really thought about it, like if if they had taken the parts of the episode that were good and expanded upon that, when the show was, when this episode was good, it was really good. I thought like the, the tension and trying to figure out like what actually was going on, but there wasn't enough of it. Um, I'm going to say it was a six, a six. Yeah. Wow. Cause I did really enjoy the, the Look parts at Ben's that face I liked. When you said six, he went, <laughs> I don't care. Swing it Come at me, bro. <laughs> a little generous. What do you say, Ben? Five. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm kind of gonna agree with Ben. I think I hated last week's episode because the Beowulf thing. So at least we didn't have the stupid Beowulf thing this time to drag <laughs> it down. Um, I agree with Jenny. There were some cool things about it, but then I don't know. I'm, you know, but then like the whole end of it, where yeah, we got his consciousness back and I put it back in his body. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Because like science fi- brain. Science fiction. Yes, it very much reminded me of the Spock's brain episode. Like science fiction is one thing, but then to get into like a whole nother metaphysical kind of spirituality question of one's being and just it's just a throwaway line at the end of an episode. I mean what would have been cool is if he had said, I kind of used that. Uh, spirit map it helped me a little bit yeah but his con that would have been like what you did what wait and just, right. they don't even have to real? explain it any further it's just like holy shit they just right. use this like spirit world nonsense the spirit world yeah and used it to bring his brain back in that would be so awesome for this show that just relies on so much techno babble 
we even, prayed real hard and we killed a sheep yeah. and then he came back. Yeah. They techno babbled this. Yeah. So I'm, you know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say four and a half. I'm no, yeah. I'm going four and a half. I didn't. Yeah. I don't if you know. keep talking, you're gonna keep going lower. I'm just yeah. gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to four and a half. The last line really bothered me, and I don't know why it did so much. But like, yeah, we're just gonna. I just put it back. It's like it's. It's, it doesn't work that way. Like you just like <laughs> you cured death and the afterlife. No big deal. Yeah. Think of the things they've done on this show. Yes, they've cured death. Harry Kim. They brought Harry Kim back from from the dead. Mm-hmm. They just shot him with something in the neck. Like he alive now. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that? Fine. Man? We got a live juice, baby. I gave him some alive juice, and he good. We gave him some of Khan's blood that was left over from the Kelvin universe. <laughs> At some point, this show becomes Flatliners. <laughs> Which would be pretty cool. That's a good-ass movie. Did anybody on Voyager not die? Can we get a show of who on Voyager didn't oh, die? I don't know. That's a tough one. Think, so about who's keep... been, think about who's been dead in the first season, Benjamin. Yeah. So I think we need to keep a tally of, of actual... I want to keep... Can't... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we can't count Neelix. He should have died, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. But Kim was straight we dead. dead. Okay. I want to keep a tally of. Okay. Deaths. Okay. Of body primary par- crew people. Body parts to gone. Like the doctor's arm last week. The doctor's arm last week. Mm. The Neelix's, lungs. Neelix's lungs and Chakotay's brainwaves just gone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're 12 episodes in. I want to keep track of... One out of every four episodes, somebody loses a body part <laughs> and gets it back. <laughs> May not be your original one. Yeah. Uh, what else should we keep track of? Deaths, crew deaths, like mm-hmm. big crew deaths. right? Resurrections. Resurrections. Body parts missing. And if we try to keep track of nebulas, then we'll be at we'll we'll yeah we no, yeah. no we're not doing nebulas. Yeah. How many episodes are there? There's that many nebulas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's X minus uh, three. Because essentially, at the I think at the end of the episode, we could probably build a whole Frankenstein crew just from the body parts that have gone yeah. missing. Because right now we have brain function, <laughs> lungs, we have and rep- an arm. respiratory system. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's three. That's a good start. I'd like to Photoshop this all together. <laughs> so I don't know. Like putting together an operation game, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we, I just got Chakotay's brainwaves. <laughs> I've got Neelix's lungs. <laughs> Takes a steady hand. Here comes a right arm. I, just, I don't know, man. Jenny, so far, Jenny's scores have been the highest of all of us. So Jenny, my standards more. are low. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, I said that before with uh, DS9. Like when there was a bad episode, I was like, eh. It was, it was a bad episode of DS9, but it was a good episode of anything else. I scored against other episodes in the series. I wonder what the demographics are for show preference. Like if more guys like DS9 because it was just such a badass and it was action or whatever back in the 90s, if you know your 
your uh, gay guys like TNG better if uh, broads if broads like uh, Voyager better. The broads like Voyager because there's a chick behind the wheel. Yeah, that's so, what you're saying. Yeah, now, this this might shock you. So I just did quick like look at the average scores so far. Uh, In first place ben. is Ben. Wow, with average of six point one rating for because I know how bad it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Second place is Bob. Really? Do you know what? I had two really high scores, I think, then. Yeah. We have three really high scores, actually, or four. Four really? four scores are seven or above. Wow. That's surprising. Seven years ago. Third place <laughs> is me. Wow. I'm actually last place. 5.61 or 5.61. And Jenny is uh 5.59. So Jenny's I think actually, I rated some really low at the beginning. I, I had um, like a two or something, right? No, you had a four and a 4.5 in there, but you had a couple fives. Wow. Five I know I've had, I've had a couple pretty high episodes and I think I'm trying to just go like, Hey, this is a good episode of Voyager. Like I want to drive that home. I had, I was filled with mm -hmm. optimism yeah. and I'm like, maybe this isn't that bad, but I don't know. I mean, I am enjoying the show way more than I expected I would. See, this was the first episode that I'm starting to not like the Doctor as much. <laughs> I like him. He's he, he's still my favorite character on the show, followed closely by Janeway, but she's gaining on him. And this episode with the whole, it'll take you 10 hours to explain it, make it up bullshit. And no, it's not his fault. It's the writer's. But it's just like, uh... you know, something about the doctor that I noticed in last week's episode, and I think I noticed it before, too. I didn't see it in this week's episode, but he kind of has a lazy eye, like from certain I, yes. angles. And so yes. I had to I had to do a little Google dive into this. And a lot of people have noticed this as well. But it's apparently um, a, like some people have a kind of lazy eye, I guess. Like when you get tired or something like that, mm -hmm. then your eye starts to float. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing like towards the end of a shooting day, if he had a long day or something like that, then his eye would start to, you know, I know start to like float. Yeah. And, uh, but I, part of me was just like, cause in some scenes he looks perfectly, you know, like his, his eyes are in line, but yes. then some scenes it's like, does he have a lazy eye? Cause it's he's really kind of looking so glad ways. somebody else noticed that. Because really I, I thought I was like, wait, is does he have like a contact lens in so that one yeah. goes like a slightly off? It's just like uncanny valley, just yeah, slightly off. Is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. And the the one last thing about this episode is up until now, Tuvok had been wearing Lieutenant Commander pins, even though they referred to him as Lieutenant Tuvok. This episode, he switches back and forth a couple of times. And then at the end of the episode... <laughs> He ends up with lieutenant pins and keeps this until a few seasons from now. How does that happen? Did they don't have a continuity person? I see. Here's the thing: it's like he think he would notice. He'd be like, "Hey, you realize like this is different." He got more money, probably. He's like, "This is just shit. showing. This is just telling me that they don't give a damn." Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that it's just like you you don't give a damn. Because if that's something we know who that the captain is, we know who the commander is, we know who mm -hmm. the ensign is, everybody else, it's just kind of lieutenant dish. Yeah. yeah, they're just there. So yeah. he, 
like it was pissing me off in earlier episodes whenever they would call him Lieutenant Tuvok and he's clearly wearing Lieutenant Commander pins. And so I thought, oh, maybe they're going to demote his ass last week or a couple of weeks ago when he betrayed the captain or whatever. And tried to trade the technology or he did. Yeah. So I thought she was going to snatch one off and that's how it happened. No, they just. It just, like it literally watch this episode if if you can endure it and watch he's three pips two pips three pips two pips three pips two two and you're like what what the hell that's almost enough reason to rewatch it yeah almost that's interesting but, but not quite no not quite all right so well there you go everybody um thank you very much for listening uh we are the dork trek podcast thank you to everyone who's been supporting us on patreon we've seen a, a rise in patreon supporters that's pretty what cool nice yeah, we're up to like 26 people that's pretty good oh, shit yeah um so thank you so much we appreciate that just go to dorktrek.com or excuse me just go to patreon.com and search dork trek and there we are we've got all kinds of stuff you can see our show notes you can see video there's before uh the podcast audio that we record it's a lot of fun man so check that out and uh we'll be back next week when we're wrapping up season one of voyager um so uh yeah Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Hey, how's that soy latte come?